What's up, peeps? I'm Mark Zalmanoff, and I'm here to help you make good choices. Welcome to the Make Good Choices podcast. I am your host, Mark the Fitness Ninja Zalmanoff, your favorite friendly neighborhood fitness ninja and author. Don't forget that. I have a very special guest, and I'm actually in his house, not his house house, but like his office house, his home away from home. But first... Please make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review, tag this on the socials so other people can find it and make their own good choices. So today, my my special guest, oh, he's so special. <laughs> uh, this guy, you know, so I was thinking about this. Every time we have a podcast, like epic shit has gone down in between our conversations, which is really, really cool. Um this guy is a very good friend of mine. I spend at least four to five hours a week with him. He usually doesn't like me during that time, but it is what it is. He is an entrepreneur. He is an, a best-selling author. He is a coach. He is a coach for Apex. He is the COO of Break Free Academy. He is a badass dude. He is a great husband. He is a great father. I am proud to call him my friend. He is a fellow Goon Squad member. We're all, we almost got all the Goon Squad on this thing now. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Keenan. Thank you, Sarah. I'm grateful to be here with you, even though we're in my house. <laughs> so we're we're in the Break Free Academy podcast studio. And for those of you listening, a lot of times you can listen to these podcasts. You think we have all our shit together. I want you to know that every time I get out of the elevator, I go the wrong way. <laughs> every single time. Well, to, to complicate it further. So, you know, let's paint the picture here for the guests who are, who are listening, <clears throat> the listeners. Uh, we have a glass door behind us in the podcast studio and it pulls one way and then five <laughs> feet in front of it is the exit to get out of the office building and it goes the other way. So still to this day, I try and either push or pull the door. Meanwhile, <laughs> I fuck it up every time. It's that old, uh, it's that far side cartoon, you know, like the school for the gifted and he's pushing <laughs> it. It says pull. It's yeah. so true. Though. <laughs> um, so the, the question that I, I love starting this off with now, because we always ask about like, what do you do for a living and how do you make money and all that stuff? And that's fine. And we can talk about that. But what I want you to share with people is who is Thomas Keenan? Hmm. Who is Thomas Keenan? Um, a person who has never been happy with what he has created. Mm. How about that? And I don't mean it in a derogatory sense by no means. Yeah. Like every time I go, I build something. And this 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 goes back to my previous roles and past lives. Uh, for those who don't know, I come from the car audio industry and I was a technician. I built uh, custom vehicles. And every time I built something, I'd get done and five minutes later, I'd look at it and it's like, man, that's fucking awesome. Look at this cool thing I just built. And then I would start to nitpick it. Mm. And I would say, God damn it. If I had only done this different, it could have been that much better. I have continually done that my entire life with everything that I do, whether it's business, uh, building something with my hands, a project at home, something with the kids, marriage, um, becoming a, a best-selling author. You know, it's like, cool, yeah, I got it done. But man, if I'd only done it this way from the beginning, I could have reached this goal or obtained this goal much faster. Um, so uh, Ed Milet has the, the famous saying around this and he calls it being blissfully dissatisfied. Yeah. 
Uh, that's it's literally how I've lived my life since as far back as I can remember. And I, I think that mindset, that mantra of blissful dissatisfaction is for a lot of entrepreneurs what drives us. And, and if you're listening, you know, don't get it wrong. Like we fully enjoy our lives. We enjoy our families. We enjoy the businesses that we create. But when you get a vision, and I want you to speak to this, when you get a vision, you can't unsee that anymore. Mm-hmm. You can. <laughs> Seriously, you, if you get lazy, you rest on your laurels and you stop intentionally visualizing shit. Yeah, you could you could lose it. I, it's happened to me. You know, I've I, I've gone through periods in my life where I do have a vision, and then I get a little too sidetracked. The force of average comes a little too busy in life, and that could be in multiple areas. Okay, and then all of a sudden, I can't see that vision with the clarity that I once could. And it, it's work to go back and say, okay, let me sit down. Let me get in that peaceful, quiet state. Some people want to call it meditation. Some people want to call it visual. I don't care what you call it. Okay. <clears throat> the time for me is actually laying in bed when I'm putting myself to sleep at night. That's when the visualizations mm-hmm. hit me. And I can really calm down, let my body weight um, pretty much get sucked into the mattress, we'll call it. Right. And and just kind of exhale as much as I can and just allow my body to, to flow into that mattress that's when the visualization starts for me. And if I'm not intentional about seeing that vision, I fall asleep. Hmm. But if I say, okay, before I fall asleep, let's focus 30 seconds, two minutes, five minutes on the visualization. Sometimes I don't make it five minutes. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I will say, okay, what's top of mind? And I have a couple of repeating visions that have continually hit me over, especially the last couple of years. And if I'm having trouble visualizing, I'll just go right back to one of them. And the funny thing is some of those have started to come true in bits and pieces already. Yeah, I imagine. So, so is that, is that your process for deciphering what is the actual vision for you and what is not? Because I think a lot of people, you know, we have ideas and these things come to us and you know, sometimes it's action. Sometimes we just need to take action on something to figure it out. I think some people will dismiss things thinking, well, you know, it just didn't work out, but they didn't ever put work into it either. So how do you, how do you determine where you pursue and where you don't pursue? Core values helps me with that. But let me go back to the vision for a second, because the visions that I have are more along the end goal. They're, they're, they're deep. They're, they're far into the future. They're not Tom tomorrow. Well, they are, but not tomorrow, tomorrow, but like, 15 years tomorrow, right? five years tomorrow. Um, But determining if you're doing the right thing. So you have to have the vision. Okay, and this this applies to business too, for everyone who's listening. You have to have the vision. Well, what is the vision? You can break it down into three components. Okay, the vision equals what is the purpose of the business? So why are you in business? Uh, The mission, who you're serving, what you're serving them, and by when. So that's If you're going to break that down, if you're going to break the mission down further, it's a BHAG. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal that you're setting. So in that statement, you're telling the world who you're serving, what you're serving, how many and by when. Right. And if you don't know what BHAG is, go Google it. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, uh, the third piece of the puzzle when it comes to vision is core values. What are the values that you live in and die by within your business and or your life? I've got clearly cut in uh, core values to my, my personal life as well as my business. And they, they've di- helped direct me in some of the most trying and, and biggest decisions I've ever made in my life, especially recently. 
I think that's one thing I will absolutely credit you with in helping change my life. You know, when I picked up your book, it, when I first got your book, which his book is Unfuck Your Business. If you don't have it, go to the Amazon, get it. It's phenomenal. You know, I didn't really know you that well. We were in Apex together, but, you know, we hadn't met necessarily. We hadn't interacted a whole lot, but I knew to get the book. I started reading the book. I'm like, oh, maybe that's what's been wrong this whole time. And, and not that that was the only thing, but it was it was a glaring omission in my life that I never solidified. And I had core values, but I, I, I never sat down and really went through that exercise and then I started looking back over my life and it's like, okay, well, that shitty decision, if I would have had these core values, I wouldn't have made that. And that shitty decision, I wouldn't have kept making mm-hmm. had I been solid in my core values. And so I really took the time to implement that in, I mean, these last two years have probably been the best two years of my life. Right. Listen, the bottom line is, and this is in life and in business, because there is no difference. They're, they're overlapping and directly correlated. Right. Amen. Um, not all, not all opportunity is a good opportunity. Not all business is good business, right? So just because someone says, oh man, hey, I got an awesome opportunity, 25 grand, and you're going to make all this money on the back end. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, go, first off, don't just dismiss it. Go check it out, of course, and see what's what. Do your due diligence. But if, if that overall investment is not aligning with you, who you are as a person and the values that you want to live and die by, it's not for you. Maybe it's somebody else's. Not saying it's bad investment either, right? Somebody else's. Um, otherwise, you end up getting distracted, and you put all of this extra effort, emotional energy into something that is not truly uh, helping you obtain or live in, into that vision or that purpose that you're you're set out to do. I think we see it a lot, especially in in within Apex, and there's a lot of opportunity that shows up, and it's the shiny nugget. Like, you know, you, you're, you're still building your business. You haven't quite mastered the whole thing yet. You're still figuring things out, but then you see the shiny thing over there and you see all these other guys doing it. And man, is it tempting to go, Oh, maybe, maybe I should be doing that. Maybe I should throw some money at that when you have no business at all doing it. And you forget that like those guys have their shit together already. They've solidified their number one business. They are the CEO or the investor of their business. They don't work in the day to day anymore. And, you know, we, I keep seeing this theme of like, we have this self-imposed timeline for some reason. And we, we compare ourselves to others and the comparison isn't always a bad thing. And, and, you know, I do say a lot, comparison is a thief of joy, but it could be used as a driver. Yeah, it could absolutely be used as a driver of what's possible. So when you have a positive mindset, you're like, oh, man, that guy's doing that. I could I can achieve that as well. But at the same time, we can look around and see people that are the same age as us. Like you and I are I think we're just a couple months apart or whatever. And we can look around and see somebody who has, you know, 20 times the wealth and, and you know, 20 times the businesses and go, well, shit, why am I not there? Mm hmm. And, and, and you have to realize it's your own journey. Like you're not there because you're not. Yeah. And also, you know, what decisions did you make that weren't the right decisions in the past? And that's where core values come in. They really help you with that stuff, man. Totally. Dude, you know, my story, you and I are friends, we've talked about it a lot and you have actually helped me through it. But, um, one of the biggest tests for me to say, well, do these, this core value thing, does it really work? Uh, was last May. You know, I, I told you, hey, man, I'm tired of being average. Like, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm drinking too many Coronas. I'm eating sleeves of Oreos at a time. 
right? That like, should there, be a serving, there's, by the way. Yes, yeah, yeah. there's there's that joke where, hey, you know, are you into lines like lines of cocaine? But really, it's it's a whole line of Oreo. Right? <laughs> yep, really yep. Um, not not saying that cocaine's cool or not, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so you know, too many Oreos, too many beers, no activity going on in my life, and I had I had a choice, right? I can continue. So we're in the middle of this COVID fucking nonsense. I can come out of COVID like most Americans, most average people, mm. and be worse off, heavier, out of shape, in financial ruins, mental health issues, probably diabetes because I'm eating too many Oreos, <laughs> right? Diabetes. Diabetes. Um, seriously. So uh, it's like, all right, cool. I have that choice or, or I could take advantage of time right now when everyone else is jerking off and I can go become the best version of me. And that's the choice that I did because I had seen some other people that you had been working with and they came back with massive results and very quickly. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> like Jessica Stroud, Carrie Craig, you know, yeah. the two influences on me. Like, damn, what happened to those two girls? You know, lost all this weight, all this confidence, bubbly, jumping around, bouncing. Like, well, whatever they're taking, I want some. <laughs> so the, the secret sauce is work with Mark Zalmanoff and do 75 hard. I fully endorse that statement, by the way. I will take the commissions. So, um, you know, I hit you up and I said, dude, uh, I, I, I'm ready. It's time for you to do some stuff here. Problem is, uh, I ain't got a piece of equipment in my damn house. Okay. I live in New York. I'm not exactly close to you at the time. Uh, how are we going to make this work? Luckily, you had built your business. You had systems and processes in place. And yeah. you're like, hey, man, no problem. Cool. This is what it's going to be a month. And this is what I need you to do. Ready? Yep. Go. Yep. That was it. But you held my hand through the process. And you said, hey, this is what I need from you. This is what's going to happen. This is what you need to look out for. When you hit this, this is what you're going to struggle with. And if you need me, hit me up. Okay? Coaching 101. So start going through the process. And literally on day three of this, and it's funny because right now, uh, today's what, the 28th of May? Yep. Yeah, May 28th. May 6, 2020 is when I started this. So this we're now in 2021, for those listening. Every day now, I'm getting these messages pop up in my Facebook profile, and it's me reliving the journey of a year ago. I love it. So I'm seeing where I was a year ago and what has changed in my life since then. So back to the point here. We hit day three of 75 hard, and I get divine intervention, a lightning bolt from the, from the man himself. I don't know, stung by a bee, <laughs> whatever the case is. I'm like, Holy shit, dude, I got, I got zapped. And what it was, was me realizing that I was not living in congruency with the core value of I refuse to be average. Cause that's one of my personal core values. I love that one, by the way. Thank you. And, um, you know, I was sitting in my home office at the time and my wife gave me this sign for my birthday. It's, it's, it's a piece of artwork. And it, it literally, literally says, I refuse to be average. And uh, looking at it, and I, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, like, I got depressed for a second. And I'm like, fuck. I got an average business. Okay, not putting my business down, but I built a business for 10 years at that point. And I knew it could be, it, it could have been way better than what it was. Right, right. Okay. Um, I've got an average house that I'm, I'm living in. Okay. I bought that house knowing it was a starter house and that I was going to be out. My intent was I'll be out of this in a couple of years. I'm going to rent out the back a little bit, a little bit of house hacking going on here. Well, 10 years later, still in the same <laughs> fucking house. Okay. I'm surrounded by average friends and family. No offense to anybody listening. Okay. Yeah. But I had continued to elevate myself and I had outgrown people and it was time for me to, to lose the dead weight, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. I looked at my life. 
from a physical standpoint too. And I said, what happened to me? You know, I was an athlete growing up, you know, I've always been a big guy, but six foot four, two thirty five was, was about right going through high school. Yeah. Well, here I am sitting down six foot four, probably two eighty five, two ninety, two ninety two. Like this, this ain't cool, man. And not looking like Kuklo either. No, no, not looking like <laughs> Kuklo by no means. So it's like, all right, well, cool. I see the issues here. I see that I'm not living within that core value of I refuse to be average. And that told me exactly what I needed to do. And from there, I just went to work. Yeah. And, and you did the damn work as well as anybody ever has. I can tell you that. So, so you have this realization, the transformation begins working your ass off. Things are still weird. You were in New York at the time. Sorry for that. I know you got down here as quick as you could. <laughs> so, so once you, you know, you conquer 75 hard, your role in apex begins to kind of foster into what it is now. It hadn't happened yet. So how do you see directly that physical transformation, how it related to the rest of the transformation of what happened after that? Well, it's funny, you know, with the physical transformation, what goes on in the background and probably on a subconscious level is your confidence increases your, you, the energy that emits from your body changes. So I remember, um, some people, you know, come down to our, our monthly flying Fridays here, uh, at break free Academy for our apex executives. And I'm still a client at this point in time, right? Client slash coach. Cause I'm one of the coaches. I've been a coach for over a year at this point. I'm sitting down next to our friend, Tony Kasai. And Tony looks over at me and I, I mean, I was probably halfway through 75 hard at this point. He's like, Hey man, he goes, uh, first off, you look great. Good job. He goes, I, I don't, I don't want to come off weird, <laughs> but <laughs> there's something different about you. You you're, you're walking with a different swagger. You're coming in with, with uh, more confidence. You feel like I, I, he goes, I just feel as if you're, you're a more powerful person. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Gave him that weird look like, all right, yeah. Uh-huh. But no, seriously, I was like, thank you very much. And, and you know, I, I really didn't think much of it, but that has continued to evolve since then too. It was like, you know, you, you're just reorganizing things. Um, it's kind of like clearing out space in the computer and, and reorganizing where the files sit. Yeah. That's kind of what was happening in my life on a, on a bigger scale. Um, but bigger thing is removing myself, being intentional, removing myself from a negative situation. Okay. Um, I knew years ago that I had outgrown my business partner and that I probably mm. should leave. I got comfortable taking in that check every week because it was automated. Whether I worked or not, dude, I had fucking money coming in every week. Yeah. Okay. That lets you get real lazy real quick, real simple. Uh, so I'm a big proponent. Again, you know me, dude. I'm, I'm a very intentional person with what I do. And a lot of people think that my intent was to move down to Texas to become a team member over here at Break Free Academy. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. So I moved down here. I sell my house my first. Let's, let's backtrack. June hits. Decide to sell the house. It wasn't a hard sale to the wife either. Okay, it was a harder <laughs> sell to her family than it was to her because she gets it. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Kudos to yeah. our wonderful women, yes, by the way. Thank God. Without her, I'd be lost. So... Uh, Put the house on, on the market. It goes live. 48 hours later, we have it sold to a cash buyer for $35,000 over asking price. Yeah. If that's not a sign from the man himself, I don't know what is. All right, cool. Now it's like, you got to get the fuck out, dude. You sold your house. Well, I don't have a house yet. So go head down to Texas, go through the whole 
spiel, find a place, uh, finally go into contract. By the time we move, it's September 25th, 2020. Move down here. And, you know, at this point, I already had uh, business valuations put together, contracts made for me to exit the business, sell my half to my partner, uh, working with some other Apex uh, executive coaches over here who specialize in that stuff. My, Mr. Jeff Ducharme is a great guy, great friend of ours. Um, really got me dialed in. Uh, this is where I wound up meeting uh, Jessica Dennehy, who I know you just recently had on the show here. Yep. And it's funny, real, real quick side story. Jessica and I grew up 20 minutes from each other our entire <laughs> lives, and I did not meet her until I moved to Texas. It's so crazy. So fall in love with her. She's just an amazing human. And talk about someone who gets the work done. Lordy, Lord. You shoot her a text message, and seven seconds later, she shoots you back a contract. I had to tell her the other day, I'm like, you're too much on top of your shit. Like, I, <laughs> I, I feel like an asshole because I didn't do my part because she's on it. Yeah, it's, I've never seen anything like it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that whole thing starts kicking off. I'm building this new company as I'm down here, knowing that I'm coming out of a business that's paying me, right, on a weekly basis, and my cash flow from there is going to stop within the next couple of months. All right, well, I don't know about you, but I don't sit around and do nothing. So build the next business, starting this whole thing, get a random phone call from the, we'll call it the student camp, okay? <laughs> like, hey, uh, what are you doing? Um, working. And it's like, oh, we kind of need your help. You want to come work for us? What? Like, this is coming out of left field. Like, what the fuck? So it took me uh, a, a little bit to process it and thought about it and, you know, really thought about it, wrote down like a pros and cons list. Like, is this the right time? Because I'm, I'm, I'm invested in this new company that I'm starting. I, I hired a marketing firm. I'm building shit out. Like, dude, I got a couple grand dumped into this thing at this point. You bought t-shirts. You oh, made a dude. sign. I got banners, <laughs> literally. So uh, I said, "All right, well, listen, Mister Stuman, I'll give you, I'll give you two months." Is what I said to him, I said, "Let's date before we get married." So November first. So I'll give you the whole month of November, whole month of December, and after that, you and I are gonna sit down and say, "All right, where are we? Is this cool?" Because I had a good relationship with the guy. I'm not looking to burn any bridges. I'm still yeah. a coach within the organization. I'm pulling in six figures a year just as a freaking coach with, with you. I'm not looking to, to cut that stream of income either. I don't know, you know who would want to cut 100 grand out of their life. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I enjoy doing it too. So had that conversation. We kicked things off. Um, and it's like a match made in heaven, dude. For real. I don't know what it is, but something basically said, hey, this is where you belong right now. Um, and I, I've been thinking about it a lot over the past couple of months. Like, why? What's what's the deal here? Just trying to break it down so I can understand it and process it better. Because if I can understand it and process it better, I can now go uh, coach other people right. when they go through this. Because right. it's going to happen. And it all comes back to purpose. Okay? And, and again, purpose is your why, which is part of your vision. Right. My purpose, my personal purpose is to help others succeed in business. That's why I'm here. Okay. So by accepting this role as the COO at Break Free Academy, I get to help Ryan Stuman succeed in business. I get to help Drewby Wilson succeed in business. And all 1,100 or 1,500 or so clients that we have, I get to directly impact the lives of them and help them succeed in business. Right. So instead of me opening my own shit, Okay, which I still did, by the way, still got the LLC because I was that <laughs> deep into it. Um, yeah, I may have impacted 20 people a year because how many one to one coaching clients can you really 
have. Yeah, not not a lot. Not a lot. If you're gonna if you're gonna provide good service, correct. So now I can basically team up with the Break Free Academy crew and go out there and impact people on a massive scale. And that right there it w- was a big determining factor for me. It wasn't even so much the money, bro, because I knew if I did the right thing, the money would follow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I chased money before in my life, and every time I chased money, it, it kind of painted me into a corner or I built this job or this business that I just was like, eh, it's cool, but the money's cool, but eh, did, did, didn't, yeah, didn't feel fulfill it. you. No, not at all. Not at all. You know, it's, it's interesting because my journey is very similar in having that moment of looking and going, okay, if my goal and my purpose in life is to change and make people better around me, to make sure every person I interact with is a better human being when they leave my presence, whether it's you know years on end as a client or two minutes in the grocery store, how do I get in front of more people? How can I coach more people? So I have a gym, then I go online. Then I form a, a partnership with, uh, with Jonathan Loudermilk and we start helping other coaches. And guess what happens when we help other coaches? Those coaches stay in business and help more people. Mm-hmm. Then I get the opportunity to come into Apex and be a coach with Apex. So guess what? I get to help more people. And that trickle-down effect that we have is enormous. And and I, I keep this keeps coming up in, in a lot of these episodes of I can't change the world, but I can change my world. Mm-hmm. And if I start changing the circle of people around me and they change the people around them and they change the people around them, you know, that that's the that's the ripple effect that we can create. So you're absolutely right. You can go from 20 clients and probably make good money, mm-hmm. you know, totally fine, whatever. But now we're talking thousands and tens of thousands of lives that will be impacted by the work that we're doing. And that's not to pat ourselves on the back. And, you know, it, it's just we've been it's reality. It's reality. And we've been blessed with the opportunity and we were willing to step up and take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to point something out. You know, you talk about Tony making a statement to you about you change in a, in a very good way. Mm-hmm. So many times, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, we don't think people are paying attention. And like the whole social media game, we're like, ah, oh, I don't want to post anything. You know, what if nobody likes it? Mm-hmm. Right. But for everyone that says something, Tony, there's 10 other people watching. Yeah. You got the opportunity because you were doing the work and people were paying attention. They may not have said anything at the time. And so these things come out of nowhere, you know, seemingly to us, but people watch, people pay attention. A lot of times people just want to see if you're, if you're going to stick around and not quit. Yeah. Cause that's what most people do. Mm -hmm. So true. I'm a firm believer that if I had not done the work, if I hadn't put myself through 75 hard and actually completed it and and been true to myself and, and the work that I was doing there day in and day out, that the opportunity of coming over here to break free Academy would not have been here. Yeah. I truly believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And, and, you know, we can look around at the, at the coaches we have in apex, the people that are doing big things. And there's, there's some common threads amongst those people. And a lot of it is physicality. A lot of it is that self care of, of, of having enough pride to take care of your, your own physical body, because the discipline that comes with that bleeds into everything else that we do in life. Oh, it, sure, it sure does. It, you know, it's funny, man. Um, it wasn't until I started taking my health and fitness serious that I started seeing a direct correlation to the amount of money I was making. And, and it even goes uh, beyond just 75 hard. So uh, for those who don't know, 
I mean, I, I was in the gym probably for a good solid two years before I decided to do 75 hard on May 6, 2020. Um, I wasn't necessarily taking care of myself or watching what was going in my pie hole. Okay. <laughs> I was going into the gym and lifting big weight. That's what I do. I enjoy that. And the shit you make me do is awful. <laughs> I want to hate you some days and I can't cause you're too damn nice. <laughs> that's why, that's why I, that, I learned a long time ago. Just smile a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so you, you know, the, the past couple of years have just been a, a, a roller coaster kind of on the way up pretty much for you. What, what has been the biggest struggle? I asked Drewby this the other day too. What's been the biggest struggle of the come up? Hmm. Realizing that certain people who I thought would be with me forever, um, don't have the mental tenacity and the wherewithal to be with me any longer. And having to make that intentional choice to cut them out of my life. It's probably been the most difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And, you know, we we see it all the time. The people that we really, truly thought would always be there for us, would support. You know, Jessica, you brought up Jessica just a little while ago. You know, she shared with us where she had this book launch, best-selling author. And of all the people, all her friends and family, the only people in her old, I'll just call it her old circle were her two daughters. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they're going to be super proud of mom, but everyone else was her new circle of friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's sad in a way, but it's also one of those moments where you're like, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I, the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, um, I, I started seeing it for a couple of years and I, I, I didn't want to accept it. Um, it was tough, man. Like, uh, f- go back to my book, for instance, because you just you just basically relit a memory for me. I think that 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 happens. You know, music, smells, uh, sights, certain things re- relight memories for people, and it, depending upon the situation and where you are. Um, so you mentioned book, you mentioned negativity, and I was on a business trip with my ex partner, and uh, we had, we had a different mindset. Okay, him and I used to share a hotel room because it was cheaper. Okay. You couldn't fucking pay me to do that today. <laughs> Can't even imagine, <laughs> right? You well, know, we we own a fucking company. We're doing millions of dollars a year in sales, and, and we're so fucking cheap that we we get the same hotel room. Okay, mindset just. I would have spent the money. Mark my words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But to keep the peace, we didn't spend the money. So I remember sitting in the hotel room, and you know, you got like these twin queen beds. Right. And in, in the middle is like the nightstand with the fucking lamps and the alarm clock. Right. And him and I were, were getting ready to go to bed and we're like facing each other, like, you know, sitting down on the beds, facing each other. My book's about to launch and he's like, uh, hey, man, um, do you really think it's a good idea to put all that negative shit in your book? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? He's like, yeah, you know, all that's all the failures, all the things you fucked up. Because he goes, if I were you, I wouldn't share any of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That should have been the key a long time ago. All right. So you basically want to come out to the world and only show them the re- the, the, the perfect things. The you want to give reel. them the Instagram fucking life. Right. You want to show them the highlight reel. You don't want to be a real fucking person and, and, and have the balls to admit where you fucked up in life and where you could have done things better. So that was that was a big lesson in. People not wanting to see you win. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard it. It may, may have been in your podcast, may have been on somebody else's the other day. Someone said this. Um, people want to see you win. However, they don't want to see you win greater than them. Mm. It's true. Which is, it's tough, dude, it's, but it's true. You know, everyone, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, you're doing great, man. Cool. So, all right, check this out, right? Apex executives, we probably have 10, 15, 20 people right now out of 150 who are published authors. Most of them probably best-selling authors. Yep. Most of them have one book. Some of them have a couple more, but most of them have one book. I bet you that problem will, will bubble to the surface when people start coming out with books two and three. Yep. It's I, just, I believe it. It's just I human totally nature. Believe it. It's human nature. So I think I, I share, you know, my wife told me that I have two more books to write. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Yeah. Where are you with that? <laughs> Outline of number two is done. Uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and Hillary salivate, but you know, my, my editor, Hillary, shout out to Hillary Jastrom. She's fucking amazing. Uh, she is backlogged with apex clients right now. <laughs> trying to get people's books out. Yep. Uh, you're welcome, Hillary. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. We'll yeah. take those checks too. She's amazing. She did my book too. Uh, so great. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is a total side note. You talk about the the, cool. ho- the hotel room and the alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Whoever made that alarm clock has to be a fucking billionaire. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> alarm clock in every hotel in the world. Yeah, this, it's the same one. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? It's, it's amazing. We need that contract. Um, let's talk. About, I want to talk about the gym for a minute because. Sure. You know, you're in the gym four or five days a week, 6 a.m., like clockwork. You show up. You got two pairs of shoes. You hold them up. Mm-hmm. Which one? Right, that one. Okay, cool. What is the... I only like one pair of those <laughs> shoes, by the way. Those are the lifting ones he's speaking yes, of, by the, the way. the lifting shoes I like. What is the What is the lowest on the fun scale exercise that we do in there? You are asking that question. I mean, I, I, I think know I know the what the answer, answer is. It's fucking burpees. So, so for those of you listening, uh, there's this other client that I have, her name's Jennifer. She's like five feet tall, like literally five foot zero, tiny little human being. Um, one day Thomas is in there doing burpees. She's like, you making that poor man do burpees. You know how, how far down he has to go to get to the ground and get back up. But it wasn't just burpees, Mark. It was a hundred burpees. Well, you know, yeah, you're there. Oh, God. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite thing to do in the gym? things up and put them down yeah that's the fun stuff yeah i like lifting weight you know um the heavy shit's getting challenging i ain't gonna lie to you uh you know over the past so what are we at eight months i've been working out with you in person yeah, roughly roughly um the, the weight has increased significantly and uh it's it's more of a mental game now than it is a physical game um i love the strength training process mm-hmm. like of all the things in the fitness realm for me, that's the thing I love watching more than anything. You know, I'm not an endurance athlete. I don't, I, I, I love running as much as you love running, which isn't very much yeah, at all. Running, running comes in second to burpees, by the way. <laughs> but the, the process, and I'm glad you mentioned the mentality behind it, because at some point, something is heavy for everyone. And, you know, obviously different levels depending on your strength. But, you know, when you're standing there and like you squat a shit ton now, by the way, when you're squatting over 400 pounds, for those of you who don't know, that's a lot of damn weight. And there's really not that many people in the world that can squat over 400 pounds, period. I can't. I mean, that's like, it's beyond my physical stature to lift that type of weight without gaining a whole bunch of weight. Sure. So what goes through your head when you pop that bar up and you feel it? Depends on the set. 
Um, how many do we have? But, you, but yeah, it, I'll, I'll, let me let me backtrack here a second. So number one is I, I mentally prep myself for the lift because I know that it's going to take um, me calling up some some form of violence from a space in my body that normally isn't called upon. Um, I know my framework is built to lift big shit. Yeah, I'm just a big sure. guy. I always have been, uh, but it's still a challenge. Um, you know, I got some physical issues that, that availed me since the age of 25 and, and that's all because of me. It's all my fault because I didn't take care of it. By the way, that, that's extreme ownership and that's one of the, the, the ways that I live my life. I fucking own everything. <clears throat> um, side note, by the way, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's take squats for instance. I know the weight that's on there. Uh, I try to avoid doing the math intentionally. Yep. Because I don't want to know what it is. I know that you're going to challenge me. And I'm saying, all right, Mark, I'm in your fucking domain now. What you tell me to do, I'm going to go do. You say pick that up and put that down three times, I'm going to go do it three times. Um, but when it gets to the heavy stuff, we're doing one rep usually on like a PR, which is what, a week ago, I think, already? Yeah. Yeah, about a week ago. So I get up to that bar. I know you're not going to give me something that I can't do. It's true. Okay. Um, I get up there. I call up that that demon from within me. I pick up that weight, and the first thing I always say is, fuck, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And then uh, I, I think about it, this. This is I'm I'm actually visualizing before I even get up to that bar. This is this is, comes a lot with the visualization. This comes a lot to um, mental strength and, and kind of seeing the whole movement through. I've always been good at visualizing. For some reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, because you practice it. Yeah, but not even before then. Even before then. I'll, I'll tell you a, a bit of, about my visualization uh, after I get through this. So I'll visualize me getting up to that bar, lifting the weight, saying, oh, fuck, it's heavy. And then I will visualize myself taking the three steps backwards. Planting my feet, ensuring that the weight is back on my heels, not my toes. And then dropping down and driving up. I'll visualize it all, and then I'll, and then I'll get angry, and I'll go do it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it's definitely helpful, especially as the weight has been increasing, to know that I got you behind me as a spot yep. on occasion. Uh, and I think that we're we're not too far off from from having <laughs> multiple spotters. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to teach you how to dump the bars. What's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know what? If if uh, push came to shove, I could do that, but um, I, I hope not to have that happen, sir. It's uh. You know, again, it's so fun for me. It's impressive to watch. You know, there I haven't ever trained professional athletes, you know, a couple of sessions here and there, but nobody on a regular basis. So I've had very few people in my career, as small as I am, I've had very few people that were actually stronger than me, like mm -hmm. legit stronger than me. And you're definitely one of them by far. So it's it's really it, like for me, it's just rewarding to watch the weight go up and watch you conquer it in that routine. You know, again, it, it just speaks to everything else you do in life. And, and I do the same thing when I squat, when I deadlift. It's the same pattern. It's the same steps. It's the same breath. It's the same mindset every single time. Mm -hmm. You know, if, for those of you, if you ever watch, you know, every now and then I'll post a deadlift video. It's always the same song playing because I know I know my steps in the song. I lift at the same point in the song because it's routine. I've, I've trained. I'm like Pavlov's dog. The song, yeah. you know, if the song comes on somewhere else, I'm like looking for something to go pick up. <laughs> Look, I need to lift something. Yeah. Um, there's other areas in my life, other things that I've done that have taught me that you need consistency. 
Okay, uh, one um, archery and, mm-hmm. and and shooting guns. Um, mostly archery because I got into archery a couple of years ago. I haven't done it nearly as much as I used to, <clears throat> but um, got into archery because uh, it extended the deer hunting season in Long Island. <laughs> but the only reason why, because in New York you, you can only you can only bow hunt deer um, on the island, but you can go upstate and hunt with a rifle because there's more more area to basically do things. So I was like, well, shit, I can't get upstate every damn day of the week or weekend. Uh, so uh, there's hunting opportunities within an hour of my house. Why not go capitalize on oh, what do I need to do? Okay, cool. What do you need to do? That's establishing the end goal, the vision, right? And then backtrack. What are the steps needed to implement? So this is all the same system being repeated over <laughs> right, and over again. Right. Like, okay, cool. This is what I got to do. Oh, I have to go take this class. I have to go buy this equipment. I got to go practice this. I got to blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. Get after it. So me and a good friend got after it. And archery is all about the same exact fucking routine every time you pull the bow back. The same breath, the same pull, mm. the, sa- the same position that the bow sits within the, the thumb and the forefinger here, right? Not wrapping your fingers around the grip because it's going to skew things. It's knocking the arrow the very same way. It's making sure the top fletch is, is, is aimed up depending upon the rest that you have on the bow. It's drawing with the same pullback, okay? And, and people can't see this right now, but you'll notice that I will lock my hand into my jawbone, mm. okay? It's then putting your finger on the trigger release in the same exact position. It's taking that breath and letting it out while you settle into a controlled bounce and movement and then effortlessly pulling back. So it's... It's routine, it's structure, it's consistency. That's what allows you to shoot consistently, right? Yeah. The same thing with, with firearms, okay? I've used the same methodology there too. But that transitions right over to the gym. You know, transitions over to laying on the flat bench and, and throwing up weight there, okay? You get under, are, are you in position? You know, where are your hands? You know, what's the first thing you're going to do here? You know, what's your breathing like? It, it, it literally transitions to everything in life that I do. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And, uh, you know, with archery, all those little nuances, I, I used to see archery and be like, that's in the Olympics. There's an appreciation for it. However, I still don't think they should get the same gold medals like the decathlete. Hmm. Like you got 10 events over two days yeah. and you, you're like physically putting yeah, your body under the, demand. But the Olympics is just wonky. <laughs> like, I, I there's some things that just aren't athletic. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, ride a pony. <laughs> uh, all right, man, this is so fun. Um, so as we start to wrap this up, I have a I have an end question too. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of thought about this a little bit of like what do I, what do I want what do I want listeners to hear that they may not hear somewhere else. So that's the reason I start with the who question, not the what do you do question. Mm-hmm. So we live on social media. Yep. You posted damn near as much as I do, if not more. If you knew the very next thing you posted would go viral, worldwide viral, like, you know, the Facebook news feeds picking up what you're putting out there, mm-hmm. what would you want that message to be? You want something funny? You want something real? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would post a picture of Chris Whitehead's nuts. <laughs> I would tag him in it. That would be the funny. Oh man, that would be so great. Yeah, that would be amazing. He'd he'd <laughs> not be happy with me. 
Derby Balls Whitehead. <laughs> Love you, Chris. Love you. Um, <laughs> something serious, man. Uh, I think it would just have to be in line with with my with my purpose. You know. So what what can I take from my personal experience, okay, in business, and turn it into an actionable step that will impact somebody and, and allow them to succeed in business? I would definitely be something business related. Um, but again, the, the business and, and personal life are so directly correlated. So what is it? Is it me teaching somebody a time study? Is it me teaching somebody what a vision is? Is it me teaching somebody how to live with integrity? I don't know what it would be, but it would definitely be something that aligned with my purpose. Cause if it aligns with my purpose, it's a go. Right. And it changes lives. Uh-huh. Period. Dude, you're awesome. We could do this all damn day uh-huh. pretty much. Um, so, so tell the people where they can follow you. And, and what's next for you? What's next for me? You know, man, since, since moving down here, I have started and or become a co-owner of, I think, three new LLCs. <laughs> uh, you, you and I share one now. Yeah, we do. You, you and I are actually in business together, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited about that. We have uh, we have a meeting coming up uh, in a couple of days where we're going to discuss some of the future stuff there, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that yeah, for sure. We, we got some cool stuff coming there. <clears throat> um, uh, Jessica, who's been a, a previous guest, her and I are actually um, partners in a business as well. We're we're doing some some book writing together and going to help impact people when when they're coming into and starting a new business. So uh, we have a business that's called uh, the business and the book are called Startup Legends. And it's nice. what are the steps that you need to take to crank up that first business? You know, what are the pieces you need? What's the legal from her? For me, it's going to be the mindset and the core values and the vision. Uh, we've got other people like Jonathan Federa in there. It's like, hey, well, how do you get capital when you're first coming into business? Yeah. Uh, so we got some studs in there who will basically come in and basically just just speak upon their areas of expertise and throw their twist in because every person who's in there is a, is a business owner, not just, hey, I opened a business once. No, like multiple times. Like this, this is normal for us to go fire up an LLC on a random Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You know, which is pretty much how it happened with us a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's some cool stuff I'm excited for. Uh, I think that the, the, the next, the next thing for me over the next 12 months, I'm going to be speaking from stage a lot more. Uh, that's, it's funny cause going back to the whole visualization thing, that's one of the big visions I've had for quite a while. Uh, I can see it very vividly in my head. Uh, I'm coming out on a big stage. I've got one of those weird mics that wraps around the side of your head. It's got the little fuzzy <laughs> ball on it, you know, little, little it's like tan. almost to your mouth, but not yeah, quite there. Yet. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of funky. Cause I got this big bushy beard on my face. Uh, but that's, that's what it is. And it's, it's a dark crowd. It's almost like, um, going to a concert venue and like the crowd is dark and they got all the spotlights on you. And I come up these stairs from the left and I pop up onto the stage. They pull the curtain back and like I'm in front of thousands of fucking people, not like a couple hundred, like a couple thousand. That's been a pretty wild vision that I've had for quite some time. Um, that's going to happen. I think it's going to oh, happen sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I won't speak too much on it now cause it's not official official, but I got an offer. I guess about a week ago at this point to, to speak at a big event, to close a big event out. And um, it's funny because I saw a video of the room that the event is going to be in and it has the potential to be uh, of the magnitude and size of that vision. I love it. Which is just like (laughs) freaky in a way. Uh, Beyond that, man, um, 
keep investing, you know, putting some money to work for me. I'm a big firm believer that uh, money gets tired. When money gets tired and, and, it, and it isn't out there working, it actually basically starts to dwindle and go away. You lose money on fees. You lose money on, on taxes and whatnot and that kind of crap. So it's important to me to um, figure out what it is that I need to live on, live a healthy life for me, my wife, my three kids, uh, and then take the rest of that money and put it to work. It's like muscles. Yeah. Don't use them. They atrophy. They waste away. Uh-huh. Same thing. I dig it. Yeah. As far as connecting with me, uh, easiest place, uh, connect with thomas.com or head over to thomaskeenan.com. And just please remember, for the love of God, I do not have an H in my name. T-O-M-A-S. Yeah. Uh, it's officially Tomas. <laughs> I am half Puerto Rican and half Irish. It's a weird combo, but yeah, <laughs> thomaskeenan.com. Dude, we're all mutts now. I'm like, Dude, I'm totally. half Russian and Mexican. and How does that even happen? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. I always appreciate your time. I always learn something when we talk like this. You know, it, it, it excites me. Like I said in the beginning, every time we talk, there's like big shit that happened in between. And I know the next time we do this, there's going to be even bigger shit that happened since then. And uh, it's it's awesome doing life with you. I love you, man. I appreciate everything you do. And uh, I appreciate you letting me kick your ass four or five days a week in the gym. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening. If you have not subscribed and left a review, please do so. And until next time, get out there and keep making good choices. Thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to get a copy of my book, Make Good Choices, head on over to the Amazons, type in Make Good Choices or my name. It should come up in either place. If you would like to connect with me, for health and fitness coaching, shoot me an email at info at markzfitness.com or shoot me a text, 214-418-8872. That's the only phone number I got. It's been out there for a really long time. Hope you enjoyed the show, and until next time, keep on making good choices.